Hey guys, how are you today? It is evening. It is the evening and I am spent, (laughs) but I'm not so exhausted that I can't do another queen deep dive. I love this. I love this so much. Nothing can keep me away. Literally nothing. You know how I talked about a few episodes ago about being brave when life is tough? And in that episode, I told you guys I had a tiny, tiny spot of pretty non-threatening but still skin cancer on the top of my head, and I had to get it taken care of. Well, I had that taken care of the other day, and it was pretty grueling. I will spare you the gory details, but long story short, I'm very tired and recuperating and resting, but... It is the evening and I just freshened up and I took care of my wounds and I just want to think about something else besides sitting around and icing my head. I've become very good at balancing an ice pack on my head in the last few hours or so. But I want to talk queen because that's why I'm here. Aside from the occasional happy, inspirational, and hopefully educational thing, I want to talk queen. So let's do it, as Freddie Mercury would say. This is dive number 48. Can you believe we're getting close to 50? I can't. It's been a long time since I started these. It was the beginning of the year, and here we are. This is track number two on Queen's album, their fifth, A Day at the Races, one of my very favorites from the guys. And guess what today? This is the perfect song to talk about today because I'm really relaxed and generally right now. So I don't really have the energy to talk about something like the one we talked about before, Tie Your Mother Down, which is amazing. An incredible opening number for an album. And this is the second song right after it. And we couldn't be farther from that aggression. This is the beautiful piano ballad you take my breath away. And this is not just one of my favorite Freddie Mercury compositions. It is my favorite ballad of his. It is one of my favorite Queen songs, period. If I was going to give you 10 songs from Queen that I had to choose to listen to for the rest of my life, and it was only those 10 songs, I think this would be on that list. I love it that much. You take my breath away. Written in, I'm guessing, 75 or 76, probably 76. I couldn't find anything about this to suggest that this was a long time coming composition from Freddie. Not like Bohemian Rhapsody. I think this may have been something that he was simply inspired to create after his previous beautiful ballad, Love of My Life, which of course is very iconic for very good reason. It's one of Queen's most loved live numbers because the audience sings the entire thing along with the band. It's stunning. But I love You Take My Breath Away more than Love of My Life. This gorgeous thing. I'm going to gush all over it, this entire deep dive. There's no other way for me to talk about this song. Never a single. And that's kind of sad. I wish this had been a B-side. I I think this was deserving of that. We are in the time signature of 4-4 and only two keys, C minor and E flat major. 
a favorite of Freddie's, by the way. So not a very complicated song structure in its time signature or keys, but for its simplicity in that respect, this is so much more in its emotion and expression. We're at 96 BPM or 183. I've seen both. 96 is basically the cut time, half time. But that really doesn't matter. There is extensive use of rubato here. We have a lot of freedom in the feel, the tempo of this song. There's a lot of pauses, a lot of lengthening of phrases, and it's entirely necessary because this is one of those songs that is so longing, haunting, gorgeous. It's fabulous, overwhelming, all-consuming, boundless, endless, obsessive love. That's what this is. But it feels alone somehow, almost like Freddie is singing about someone he has yet to meet. There's speculation this is about someone in particular, but I'd rather focus on the simple expression of this song. I don't want to get into the what ifs because none of that is proven. And Freddie was never one to dedicate a song to anyone. And he was always vague about it. If a song was about someone, he would never reveal that. And I want to respect that, especially in this case, because I'm so very fond of You Take My Breath Away. It's airy, but it's also claustrophobic in a way because this is so intimate. I understand that claustrophobic is typically associated with feelings of dread or negativity or fear, but that's really not what this is. That's not what I mean. There's a closeness here and an almost operatically inspired piano, a ballad and lyric reminiscent of sonnets and poems long gone, all vocals, stunning, immaculate vocals and piano are by Freddie. And what a contrast this piano is from Freddie's pounding human metronome chords that he pounces on in total aggression, comparing to perhaps even Roger's drumming, to this lithe and touching hesitation. In a rare moment of restrained arrangement, it's overwhelming, overflowing with expression, honesty, tenderness, softness, and decorated with sustained notes. With such a minimal display of instrumentation, the sheer amount of heart in this number is astonishing. And one of the most radical shifts from the indulgent and complex rocker before it, You Take My Breath Away does just that. Queen Freddie proved they still have it, even if it's the gentle movement of piano tender vocals, and only the occasional brooding guitar or delicate cymbal that surround us. It's not just the words or the piano that accompanies them. It's the space between. It's the breaths and the hesitation and the beauty and the care taken in every single syllable. Freddie wows here, and it sounds effortless. And perhaps it was. But his multi-tracked vocals perfectly, I mean perfectly synced, with identical intonation, suggest his intention was great 
and his approach was nothing but perfection. This feels as though Freddie resurrected a much older composition and infused it with his passion and precision. It pleads and begs and aches. It fills the heart and the soul. I know I'm going way overboard here, but this song has that effect. It stuns, it haunts, it lingers. This is beautiful Freddie at his best, and there is nearly nothing better when he goes here. This has dopamine rush, goosebumps, all over it. That is why it is one of the 10 songs I would choose if I had to. It has that effect. It gets under my skin. It makes me giddy all over my skin. It's this beautiful effect because it's so melancholy and it's longing. There's a lot of love and passion here, but as I said, this is kind of a solitary number. It doesn't sound like Freddie is singing this directly to someone. It sounds like he's singing it in a hopefulness to no one. And that's what makes this so mysterious and lovely. A little bit about this song's background and performances of it. And this is where we get into some of the finest moments of Raw Queen, where it's just Freddie alone playing on a stage. It was played 63 times in only 76 and 77 and was almost entirely played in the latter. There were only a handful of moments in 76 when this was included on a set list. And one of those moments was the Hyde Park performance in September of 76. And when Freddie first performed this, the final studio recording wasn't even finished yet. He literally introduces it as something that hasn't even been done. It's a new number from their upcoming album. You hear a few people in the audience get a little excited, and he tells them to listen. I love it that he has that command over the audience. He tells them, you need to listen to this, and they actually do quiet down, as they should, and thankfully, they did. The rawness of this performance but with such composure and certainty in its sincerity. It's a wonderful performance. Every live performance of this is. Freddie did this so uniquely almost every time. The way he moves with the notes, even the piano notes he hits are slightly varied from show to show. And with him serenading us alone on the piano, with such honesty. It's like he's singing in a room and it's just you and him. Even in those moments where his voice cracks, where the transition to falsetto is tinged with roughness or tension and delicate expression, it's beautiful. And his piano playing is soft, sophisticated, dramatic, sensitive. It feels. To hear him introduce this as a delicate little number or a simple song such an insult to the brilliance that this is. But that's Freddie's charm, to intrigue you with a little something that's just him, his piano playing and his voice. And I want to talk about that piano playing again. We've heard the guys talk about how commanding and forceful Freddie is on a piano. He would sit there and pound out the notes right on tempo with ferocity. But here, There's that hesitation, that tenderness. It's almost more Brian, this piano technique. And I love it. I love getting those dynamics from Freddie from one performance to the next. Yes, this echoes love of my life, of course. But this is that much better. 
To me, this is that much better. It escapes me now, but Brian or Roger said this. I wish I could remember who it was. One of them has commented on the absolutely solid, completely in sync performance of Freddie's multi-tracked vocals in this number, particularly in the introduction where it's all acapella. I think it was Brian. And I'm also reminded of a comment I read from Roger once where he talked about how there was never any animosity or jealousy that the respect and the love for each other's talent in the band was immense and genuine. And he specifically mentioned Freddie's voice and expression. He and Brian and John, I think they've all mentioned it. Freddie was this one-off and his performances like this one showcased just how incredible he was when he put together a track almost entirely on his own and performed it with such precision. I'm talking about all this because it's all about Freddie's performance. It's all about his dedication to perfection. They all were this way, but here, it literally sounds like Freddie is singing all of these moments at once. That's how dialed in this is. And there's no, there's no real structure or form in the beginning of this song. The entire section that's a cappella, it's just harmonies and chords and syllables and phrases. There's no beat. So it's just beautiful to get this kind of rawness, this openness that echoes forever from Freddie through his voices. I absolutely love this song. I mentioned when I kicked this album off about the early compilation mix of some A Day at the Races tracks, which was created just days ahead of the album's official release date. And it included an alternate mix of You Take My Breath Away. Oh, it would take my breath away to listen to that mix. I've searched high and low and I haven't been able to find any archives that include it. I'm sure someone has it somewhere, that entire early compilation that wasn't quite finalized yet. And I would love to hear it. It had a few other songs on it as well. I'm so intrigued. Some have criticized this song's expression, even though it is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard from Queen or any band. Some people have called it immature with lyrics a schoolgirl would write. An embarrassment even. More Freddie drivel is what I've read. And it makes me wonder what those same people think about something like Bohemian Rhapsody. There's not a huge difference between the expressions here in the urgency and the passion compared to some of those verses in Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, I sometimes wish I'd never been born at all. How much more dramatic can you get than that? That is a thought that I think many people have, even if it's fleeting and even from a young age. So you can't tell me that Freddie isn't an expressive person who puts it all out there. This man does not hold back. He never does. Whether it's an aggressive thing like Death on Two Legs or Great King Rat, or it's something really reserved like Nevermore. He is out there. He's putting himself out there without any kind of hesitation or fear. And I so appreciate that from an artistic standpoint, that he's not worried about giving too much of himself away in a song. He's not holding back. And this is one of the finest examples of that. You take my breath away. 
So I just, I would love to know those people that don't care for this, what do they think about some of the other numbers from Freddie? Yes, they might be more rock and roll. They might be more aggressive, but it doesn't make them any less expressive. And I think that's important to remember as we go through numbers like this. Thankfully, this is another number that Stephen Thomas Erlewine called one of A Day at the Races' best songs. And it is totally deserving of that honor. So aside from the occasional criticism of Freddie's honest and heartfelt delivery, most fans adore this and refer to it as one of Freddie's stunners. It makes people cry. It makes people miss him. It is overall entirely affecting. And it's just Freddie in an expanse, surrounded by nothing in his beautiful tone when this opens, with ever so subtle echo. Such a pureness in his delivery, too, especially when you compare it against things like the previous number. Then suddenly, layers, harmonies, all Freddie, immaculate, soft, somehow threatening and urgent, but still tender and reserved. His harmonies here are unmatched, just unreal, so perfectly performed in the Japanese pentatonic scale. The subtle panning surrounding the listener with those harmonies, the shift in the notes and the key, and the accidentals here. And this piano, it's nothing like Freddie's other pounding numbers. It's as though he's someone else entirely different. And this harmonic minor performance, such nuance and phrasing, classical but beyond that, bigger than that, floating in a darkness. His falsetto as it aches into the listener, stirring, amazing. The lyrics, every time you make a move, you destroy my mind. This is one of my favorite Freddie moments to sing, but I don't really like to sing it because this is his. It's almost offensive to myself to sing this. The transition from verse to chorus, somehow brighter and more hopeful as Freddie lingers in the warmth of loving touches is divine. The major chords create this blanket of hope we don't want to leave. But as Freddie falls back, you take my breath away. That harmonic minor that is now familiar but no less terrifyingly beautiful reminds us it's just a hopeless dream of wanting. Yes, this is lost love. Memories of something That second verse with Freddie's backing harmonies, it's incredible in its sensitivity, its depth, its tonality, the emotion. Again, it's not the words, it's the sound, the sound of pauses and breaths and loss. Into the bridge, Freddie emphasizes his loneliness before declaring he'll be right behind you right until the ends of the earth. This section is the moment where the goosebumps take hold. And I'm deeply affected by the sad warmth of something long lost. Brian's guitar is like a rich orchestra here that appears in a melody so deep and dark. It feels ancient, classical, rises in a progression of chords that implores, but it never steals the show. It never growls or overwhelms, but creates another layer of emotion that further realizes the depth of Freddie's passion. Where Brian often leads on guitar when he appears, here 
He supports and draws us further in. Beyond this moment, the phrases are one, and it feels like the rest of this is just one sigh of wanting. Freddie reminds again, he'll follow anywhere because, and there's those three beautiful words, I love you. And the song could end in perfection after that last piano phrase, but instead, a wave of harmonies that persist and remind over and over, falling and falling toward us, resolve to ensure take my breath away. It's a lovely experimentation that I still sometimes forget about until it stuns me again and I fall in love all over again when I hear that moment. This is such a beautiful song. I love listening to this whenever. This is one of those songs that I will go back to time and time again, and it doesn't really matter what kind of mood I'm in. There are moments, there are songs where I don't want to hear them unless I'm in a particularly happy mood or a bouncy mood or I'm feeling a little bit hardcore, I suppose is a good way to put it. I'm feeling a little edgy. This is one of those that I put it on and it takes me there. It just takes me there. And I always feel good after it's finished, even though, yes, this is very brooding. It's very melancholy. There's something about this that feels so satisfactory because it is such a marvelous performance from one of our favorite, if not our favorite, frontmen ever. Freddie did such a remarkable job on this song. And we only get those little whispers of Brian and Roger. There's nothing else here but Freddie. And I'm excited that we have a song like this that is so distinctly Freddie in its sensitivity. I think this is a wonderful highlight of another one of his personality facets where we get to see he's not just the guy on stage that's flailing his arms around and telling everybody to sing along and (laughs) rocking alongside with Brian on his guitar solos and having a blast with his microphone stand. You know, that's not always who Freddie is. There's so many different nuances to his personality and his emotions. And I'm glad that we get this here. I'm glad we have this. It is my favorite ballad from the man. And I'm in awe every time I hear it. I'm in awe when I watch those live performances from Hyde Park, from Earl's Court. I absolutely love to see him sit on the piano and sing this with such a sincerity and a purity And those little nuances that are so different from performance to performance. I wish we had more that we could watch because this was only done in 76 and mostly in 77. And that was it. It was never played again. And I wish we'd had it at Montreal. And I wish we'd had it in more of the 80s performances that are filmed or documented more. I just wish we had more of this. I could take this forever and love it. That is You Take My Breath Away, one of my very favorite Queen songs ever, one of my very, very favorite Freddie compositions, and certainly my favorite softie of his. I don't really know that it's fair to call it a softie because it is so loud in its expression. This is stunning. I I dare you to listen to this and not be moved by it. Just the introduction alone is enough to make you go, I've watched so many people, hardcore hip-hop enthusiasts, 
really hard rock enthusiasts, people who've never listened to something that's, you know, a little bit operatically influenced or classical like this, they hear this and they go, oh my gosh. And then you tell them that this is Queen, this is Freddie. And they're like, what? I mean, some people recognize that voice. It's difficult to miss. But if you're not aware of Queen and Freddie's propensity for these different kinds of sounds, then you might miss this. So go listen to you take my breath away. Over and over, just take in the goodness because this is a beautiful thing. I'll be back next time. I'm gonna go rest some more. This was surprisingly tiring. I got such a good night's sleep last night too. And I'm really, really tired today. (sighs) Okay, I'm gonna go relax and take it in. And I'll probably listen to this again. Keep yourselves alive, guys. Keep yourselves healthy. Take care of your bodies. Take care of your souls. And keep those closest to you close. Bye, guys.